Welcome to the faculty podcast at RTS Washington. I am here with Dr. Paul John, my partner in crime in the New Testament department, and the pastor at New City Presbyterian Church here in Tyson's. Is that your official address? Are you Tyson's? I think so. I think technically we're Vieta. Okay. Well, in any case, glad to have you here. Here. <laughs> Paul, um, I'm not. I'm not as good at the intros as our president, yes. who is not here. We it's it's just the two of us uh, today. We thought we'd do a little RTS shorts, and I thought it would be fun to talk about because I know, uh, well, I suspected, and you just confirmed in the pre-talk that you preach with minimal notes or without notes at all. And uh, I'm interested in that because uh, my pastor and mentor, Adam Bryce, always encouraged us to try to preach without notes. And I, th I think very few of us took him up on the offer, but uh, I was one of those who did, and I found it really helpful. So I'd, I'm curious about your experiences there and you know, what motivated that decision? How'd you get there? Likes, dislikes, hopes, dreams, that kind of thing. Yeah, hopes and dreams too. <laughs> that threw me off a little. Um, so, okay, so I, I think anyone can actually do it. I don't think it's a, it's a like super talent. Right. Um, and I used to like write out my full manuscript and then not read from it, but carry the manuscript with me. And um, one day, it was like over uh, 15, 20 years ago, I forgot my manuscript at home. Mm. And so I said, oh, well. And um, it went fine. It went fine. Now, there's a lot of preparation that goes behind, right. you know, obviously preaching without notes. But um, and recently, for different reasons, I've been speaking in many different contexts. I've brought some notes with me in different contexts. And the feel is totally different totally totally different. when you have notes it's a different oh yeah, yeah. and um it, it's really interesting just on one angle like i find that suddenly i depend on notes like right. my, my mindset changes yeah. and then the entire message loses like a kind of natural flow mm -hmm. right it's almost like it's not very different from right now it's just um, the two of us and it's like we're just talking but imagine like I kept looking at my notes to see what I'm going to say to you or something. Right. And so <clears throat> I, I can confirm yeah, that, that yeah. Paul does not have notes in this conversation. <laughs> but you, you have notes. I'm taking, I'm taking notes. That's different. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I am such a huge believer that preachers should preach without notes. Uh, not in an ethical sense, but yeah, mm. it's, it's just, it leads to more effective preaching. And again, I want to encourage uh, like, you, you can do it. It's it's very doable. It's interesting. You mentioned like you feel you've taken notes into different situations recently and you feel the difference. I, I can confirm that on my own end as well. I, you know, I, I preached without notes at, at, at my former church, Christ the King, for however many years, 10 years or so, then took the job here and COVID hit. And I hadn't I, I went about a year and a half, two years without preaching. And so my first time back in the pulpit 
I took note. I took a little note card with me mm-hmm. of like the outline and uh, you know a couple of quotes or something like that, which is my minimal notes. I'll take a note card if I'm nervous or I haven't prepped as much as I think I should have. I'll take a little three yeah. by five note card or something like that. And it is super different. Um, it it really does change even the way I'm processing it in the moment. What mm-hmm. I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My attitude, um, the safety net. I think of it as just a safety net, but the safety net actually just changes the whole the whole event in some ways. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Is- <laughs> you want to edit yeah. that? Out? Yeah. No, but no, but you're you're right about that. Yeah. What changes What changes for you? For me, it's like I I have it there, and so now I have to follow it, and so I won't take those. You, you mentioned conversationally, you know that there's a natural flow to the sermon, I assume because you're thinking about what's the next thing to say rather than what's on my notes. When I preach without notes, that's kind of how I process it is like, okay, I just said this, what flows out of that? What's the natural progression of that rather than what is the next thing on my list to talk about? Yeah, this is a great question. Two things come to mind immediately. Um, So number one, my view on preaching is that obviously, you know, it's for the glory of God, like, uh, you know, advancement of the gospel. Right. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Okay. okay. <laughs> but in the end, at least my mind is too limited to focus on multiple goals at once. Mm-hmm. And so when I preach, I am very audience centric mm-hmm. in the sense of I'm really trying to stay attuned with them. And so, like, when I say my preaching is dynamic, I, it's definitely not charming but i'm always uh attuned to whether people are understanding a point whether they are experiencing the truth of like what i'm trying to convey yeah and you know and so that's i think so important you know as an aside i've been thinking a lot about this book idea of experiential preaching but when i take notes with me all of a sudden my attention is like, as you just said, making sure I don't get lost or I stick to the script. Mm-hmm. And so no longer am I really attuned to the audience. I'm mm-hmm. not. I just can't do both, right? And um, I think something is lost. A connection is lost, right? Whereas when I'm making eye contact the entire time and I'm just feeling them, I think that the audience feels like I'm giving them my undivided attention. Right. And so it really changes the dynamic a lot. And then the second thing is this, um, not that when I say confident, I, I, I think that that can be uh, misunderstood, but you know, you want a speaker that's is confident in terms of he's mastered his material, he knows what he's talking about. And you know, he, he's saying it with a healthy level of like oomph, right? I find that when I use notes, that is altogether gone. I mm-hmm. feel and mm-hmm. I definitely look like a nervous kid. Yeah. It was interesting. I brought my son to um, a service with me recently. I, I was guest speaking and I brought notes uh, on that <clears throat> Sunday on the drive back. He commented, Oh, what was that? <laughs> he was like, Dad, he was like, dude, not that the sermon. And it's interesting. He said the sermon was still clear, but he just said it just wasn't what you typically do. And so when I asked him to expand on that, he said, 
you felt like you were fixated more on your notes and on making sure the sermon went well as far as, far as following the outline. Yeah, the notes yeah. Are, are sort of judgy, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. Kind of, <laughs> you didn't talk about me. Yes. Yeah, so, so how about you? Are you thinking about, I, I mean, going back to preaching without notes, like... Now, well, so you, I, I yeah. just I just did um so last Sunday I, I went back to my home church to preach and this is kind of what sparked the idea is I, I want to talk to Paul about this because I did say say to myself yeah you know, I, I always print out my notes I print out we can talk about prep but I print out I print them out there so that if I have a freak out moment in the pew or whatever before mm-hmm. the sermon I've got them there it's a little but um, I did my normal pattern of of leaving them in the pew. And going up to the pulpit without without notes and um, and it just flowed. Yep. I mean, I'm a B minus preacher. You're an A minus preacher. A plus. A minus. I, I'm just kidding. Uh, a, a, you know, you're, you're in the I A range. B plus, but, sir. Um, so I I uh, but it just it felt better. Um, it flowed better. It was more cohesive. Um, I definitely, I always, the cost of this is I always get into the car after the service and I'm thinking about, oh, I missed point two B and, you know, I forgot to say, you know, X, Y, and Z. But usually as I kind of process that, I wonder, okay, maybe X, Y, and Z needed to be said, but they didn't need to be said then. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, lo- you know, the long game of preaching, you know, these things can, you know, these things will get filtered into other sermons and other spots and and that's okay what matters was the moment and so it just felt very much kind of a return to there there is a fear that comes with preaching without notes that i think is a healthy fear uh, and i definitely experienced that but it also at the same time as that kind of paradoxically it felt more natural yeah and you know you, you mentioned something really great like no matter how much you're you've worked on your outline when you're preaching live and really staying attuned to the audience, you almost intuit what's working, what's not. Yeah. Your your brain, I think, in most instances, is able to adjust accordingly. So yeah. there's something about not being beholden to your notes. But you know, having said this, like you know, when you were preaching without notes, um, how would you describe your preparation process? Because I don't want to give um, our listeners the misimpression like. Oh, it just comes, right? Like there is, I think about like, for instance, I grew up, um, you know, learning instruments, typical Asian household, right? And so when we had to perform, uh, we were not allowed to, uh, you know, look at our music. Mm -hmm. We had to memorize our Mm -hmm. entire piece. And I think that that did something to the way I think about performance, right? And now I want to be clear, obviously, preaching is not... A performance, but there is a performative aspect to it, yeah, right? right? Yeah, and um, and I, you know, like so, like uh, that was that was really important, just in terms of like learning how much preparation there is in order to preach with all right. Yeah, yeah. I I'd like to hear your your answer to the same question too, but since you got to the question first, I guess I'll answer first. Um, for me, and this has changed over the course of you know, many years, actually, this, the men, my mentor, Adam, had said, it takes about 200 sermons to really figure out your style. And I think that's both prep and delivery, mm-hmm. you know, your, your, how you process your, your, 
your procedure and the way you preach. And I, I remember hearing that 200 sermons, that's so many sermons. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I think I can do it in about a dozen. Um, but it took me about 500 actually to kind of really feel comfortable yeah. in, in the prep stage and to know myself and what I need to do and what I don't need to do. Um, and then, and the delivery, I still feel like I'm, you know, still learning how to do that in behind the pulpit. But my prep is pretty standardized at this point. You know, I, I, I don't re-preach, don't usually re-preach sermons. You know, even even a sermon or text that I've done before, I usually mm, kind of revisit yeah. it. Um, I ask a bunch of questions about the text, do my exegesis. I got a lot of kind of hanging out back of the brain if it's a New Testament text already, so I don't do a ton of commentary preparation, but I mm. usually consult um, one or two commentaries that that um, to kind of check check myself. Um, so I do my exegesis. I get kind of a main idea, main point. Um, I don't know how you think about sermons, but I think about sermons as the sermon is exegesis is what the text says, but mm-hmm. the sermon is the problem that the text solves. Yeah. And so orient the sermon around that. What is the problem pastorally? How does the text address that problem? And then I've got a thesis, and then I've got thesis isn't the best word. Main point or, or Main something. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People um, have phrased it differently. Solution, whatever yeah. it is. Um, do a really detailed outline. I used to write it out entirely, you know, as a, almost as a manuscript. Now I do a you know, very detailed point-by-point outline, all the things I want to say, and then challenging stuff, difficult stuff, hard to talk about stuff, I will write that out verbatim. I write out usually the transitions, you know, yeah. the intro, the conclusion, and any those like transition points. I'll write those out because I want those to be tight. Um, I found that I have a tendency to ramble like I'm doing right now. When I mm, transition between points, go from <laughs> point one to point two, I will, if I don't know how that's going to flow, then I'll have, it'll tend to take three minutes instead of 30 seconds. Mm. It should only take 30 seconds. So I'll write those out. Um, and then the bulk of the work is actually kind of thinking through it, preaching through it in my head. That usually takes place in the car, but on commutes and stuff, but kind of thinking through how does this play in the pulpit, talking through difficult spots. That's usually my prep method. Yeah, my method is very similar. Um, you know, I, I, one of the most helpful things for me was actually when I was writing like um, a short book on preaching is it, it actually forced me to um, really know my process much better. So that, that was actually very helpful. But, and I think that you will continue to prepare differently as you evolve as a person. So yeah. I've, I've thought about how even now I prepare differently. However, I think two things that, you know, you touched on, which I think is, you know, it's interesting. I think it's fairly obvious, but I'm not sure how many preachers do this. Um, I, you know, practically, I actually don't take Mondays off um, because Mondays are just the day to get things going. And so what I do is I front load what people would call exegetical theological research work. And I'm usually done by Monday night in terms of like the, the bulk of it. And then the rest of the week is actually dedicated to the actual sermon in terms of 
like what's the main point and how to deliver it. And then towards like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I I literally rehearse the sermon. Like um, I use car time as well, yeah. but I wake up early in the mornings. And so that by the time I preach the sermon on Sunday, I've preached through it multiple times. Um, and that really, I think, is something that, you know, demystifies preaching without notes. Like if you've done it almost like, you know, number of times, you... You got it. And, you know, it's interesting. Some people have pushback saying that, well, you shouldn't actually rehearse your sermon because it takes away from its, like, authenticity mm. or, mm. I don't know. So, but that is really, that's always really struck me that, like, when you have that view. When you rehearse, you're not memorizing. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think that's important to say, like, yeah. the 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 rehearsing, the rehearsal of the sermon. I, I'll do that, too. I don't do it usually front to back, mm-hmm. like, as a whole, yeah. Um, but it's bits, it's parts here, parts there. Okay, now how am I going to do part two again? And I'll and I'll go through it in my head. But usually the whole sermon gets rehearsed over the course of the week, and but that's not me memorizing a manuscript. Yeah, it's working through how this topic, how this concept is going to play out in the midst of a you know the the congregation, the the the, the preached word. Um, and it's usually different each time, like subtly yeah. different each time. And yeah. I'll even go back and change my outline. Oh, I like mm-hmm. I like the way mm-hmm. that came out better. Yeah. I'll go back and like shift it around, cut and paste and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's, you know, that last point is is a huge part of it, like constantly editing it. And that's why, you know, we teach this a lot at RTS. You can't, you cannot, but not to be legalistic about it, but you can't start a sermon prep like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because as you work on it throughout the week, you realize actually that doesn't flow very well. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it needs to. You need to mull over it. It's, oh yeah, that's a big. It's part. like a good stew. It needs to sit for a day or two. And I, I think Chilly. the other practical thing you mentioned that's actually something that um, is really helpful is um, writing out difficult points. You know, like it's one of those things. That it can be clear in your head, but once you write it out, you're like, oh, actually, it's not that clear. And so even though like. I don't use manuscripts. I do, you know, it's a very helpful exercise for me is I do a one-page summary and um, discussion handout for like our members. And so I have this general principle that I need to be able to summarize everything in one page. Mm. And that that limitation actually forces you to uh, get rid of any like lack of clarity. You know, yeah. so that's been helpful. But I think your suggestion about like writing out especially hard sections or transitions... That has really served me well too. Yeah, yeah it's. Int- I've got a template. Of, you know, it's just my sermon mm-hmm. word document sermon template, and it gen- You know, the f- first page is um, is just uh, main point. The problem the text solves, Christological focus, key text. You know, it's just a list of kind of like. So on the day or like right before, I can t- just remind myself mm-hmm. some of the main ideas. And then it's got an outline of the text. It's sort of, it's actually auto-generated from the rest of the document, but it's, so it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of neat. And then I'll just type out in almost manuscript form the rest of it. And um, so it's there, you know, to, to, to lean on, to remind yourself it's not lost. You know, maybe an interesting historical observation is, well, I was doing some research for like my book. I noticed that previous to, I forget which period it was, but there was a time in American history, at least, when 
preachers actually never used notes. Mm -hmm. And so when that became more popular, the church had to adjust to that. And hmm. it's interesting, it's become the norm now. But, um, you know, one of the reasons why I do think that preachers should also consider is because th th their general preaching and sermons will improve, but then that in turn will require more work. And that in turn will help them to realize that you cannot do everything as right. the pastor and you hmm. have to see yeah. what you're going to prioritize. And so that's been practical for me. Yeah. So what do you think are, I mean, I think a lot of our listeners are going to think, um, okay, well, I can see why that system works for you, preaching without notes. Okay, that's fine. But are there any real advantages to that? What can you do without notes that you wouldn't be able to do with notes? Like, what are the advantages and challenge advantages, I guess, of this uh, for you of this method? In terms of the actual delivery, yeah, yeah. You know, I think uh, again for me, it just yeah, like uh, okay. Wasn't Mark Driscoll that got in trouble for using this analogy? He said Probably. that he he uh, he learned all his preaching from I, I think Dave Chappelle. He he said something oh, yeah, the, along those yeah, lines, right? Yeah, the comedians. And yeah. then um, you know, obviously that was poo pooed, but uh, there is actually something to be said of like learning from great speakers, mm -hmm. and um, you just like so I've seen Dave Chappelle perform a few times and. What I'm struck by is obviously he's actually really worked through his material. Like, and it's, you know, the, by the way, the more you work through your material, the more natural it seems, right? Yeah. But do you want to pick like a, a less controversial comedian, like a Jim Gaffigan, maybe, to, <laughs> yeah. to make your point yeah. from? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's edit that okay. out. <laughs> but, but either way, I think, you know, what I'm really struck by in terms of the best, uh, communicators is that they're constantly <clears throat> like measuring the room yeah. and feeling the wavelength. I think that is really the one of the main takeaways like of preaching without notes. Like yeah. you just cannot do that. Like I mentioned before, like if you're fixated on notes and um, I think they're, you know, what I would say this, if someone needs persuasion about this is try a season of preaching without notes and you know, in one sense, see for yourself. Like, yeah, try it it's, on. It's actually very different. It's very different. And yeah. um, so, go to some other church's evening service. <laughs> try it for a while. No, I, I, I feel the same way. I, the preaching without notes always feels more. I feel more connected to the congregation. I feel more. It feels more authentic. Um, I feel more reliant on the Holy Spirit as mm -hmm. well. I mean, yeah. and I don't know if I'm thinking about it in those spiritualized terms at the time. It just feels scary. Um, but you, you, you do feel this kind of. Um, it, it's it's there's a bit of an irony there because you might think, oh, he's preaching without notes. How arrogant is that? But I actually feel more. It feels more humbling mm -hmm. in some ways in because moment. I don't have the master copy here. It's it's about the moment, and in that moment, it's an act of faith almost to get into that pulpit and preach yeah. the word. Um, and then the other thing I feel is it just it tends to flow in a much more natural, yeah. conversational way. I'm sure if you if you turned it into a transcript, you know, you had somebody do that kind of speech to text, it would look, it wouldn't read well, but it's a different. But speech and 
Mm -hmm. writing or different genres. I think you mentioned this kind of at the beginning. You can accomplish more tasks in a written five-page piece than you can in a in a speech. But that's a function of the genre. That's a it, it's appropriate in a sermon to focus on one thing to get that one meaty point across that one activity that you want the people of God to be engaged in, that you want to be engaged in before the Lord, to get that across and to focus on that and to let the exhortation then flow in a very natural conversational way. Yeah, that's a really interesting example. I actually, um, for a brief period, thought, <clears throat> I, I heard that some preachers do this where they basically publish books by converting their sermons into books. Right, so right. I thought that the most efficient way to do it would be to get this computer program, which took my sermons and they basically converted them to Word documents. And when I would read through uh, the sermon, the experience was very different and it did not read yeah, well. Yeah. And I think the opposite works similarly. Like you might write a great sermon, but actually in terms of the actual moment, it might not preach well. Yeah. And so that, that's um, something that, you know, I actually experimented with and they're different uh, no matter what. I yeah. mean, there's there's overlap, but it's different. Yeah, the written, written word, you can do different kinds of things. Yeah. Likewise, the spoken word, you can vary your intonation, you can pause, you can slow down, mm -hmm. all of which yeah. are, is unavailable to you in written form. So it's just two different mediums that require two different kinds of skills. Yeah. So. so any other advice for somebody who's listening to this and think, huh, I, I do want to try it on. I do want to give it a try. How, how, do, I, how do I preach without, without notes? What's my first step? Oh, first step. <laughs> well, what's, what's, what would be your general advice? Uh, <clears throat> well, you know, we've hit on a lot of things, but okay. So you do have to, this is going to take a tremendous amount of work. And, you know, I, maybe that's a good place to like start like in terms of asking and just being honest, like, you know, with yourself, like, are you, are you willing to put in that much work? Right. And part of the answer there is you have to be persuaded of like the value of it. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that would be one thing. I'm trying to think of like where else would be a good starting point. Like um, in a lot of ways, you just have to do it too. Like uh, yeah. I, I know that sounds like not helpful, but you know, the first few times you do it, you might stumble. I would say just do it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think we can pull from some of the things that, that you've already said in some ways. Like on the one hand, I think people who might want to try this out are convinced that preaching without notes means going in ad hoc. And that's not no, what that's, that's not, not what it is. It is <clears throat> in in some ways you have to prepare more both exegetically and in terms of the organization mm -hmm. of the sermon. And you've mm -hmm. got to prepare in such a way that it preaches well, not just reads yeah. well. So there's a lot of prep that goes into it on the on the front end, and if you've done that prep well, you'll you'll have a greater degree of confidence that even if things fall short in the moment, the word of God will be preached. So you know, do your exegesis, do your sermon prep well, um, and find a system that works for you. And then I, I would completely agree. At, you will never feel, there will never be a point at which you think to yourself, okay, I'm ready. I've preached enough sermons to preach yeah. without notes. I've done enough prep to feel like I'm, to feel confident. That that day will not come, and so there's a a point at which you just have to do it. You know, just give it a shot. Just walk up there, and leave your notes behind, 
and have no safety net. You know, at, at some point you just got to do the, the, the tightrope act for the first time without notes. Yeah, actually, your comments reminded me of like this other benefit I've thought about a lot in terms of preaching without notes. So when you try to preach without notes, you want to make it as easy to recall as possible, obviously. Yeah, that's right. And so then what ends up happening is your outline will keep improving because, you see, this is a rule I have. If I can't recall my outline, that suggests to me it's actually too complicated. Yeah, it's too complicated. And then if it's too complicated for me to recall and deliver without notes, then, you know, and like we said before, whereas if you're writing a book, the outline can be as complicated as you want because yeah. the reader has it in front. But that's not the case when you preach. And so uh, that has been really helpful. Like what's, what's one of the benefits of preaching without notes? Your outline becomes easier and easier mm -hmm. to recall and therefore, for the audience, it becomes easier to follow. Yeah, it yeah. It, it, it forces a simplicity mm -hmm. there. I remember yeah. just this last week, um, there was this. I was trying to switch from the get from the introduction to the first point. I'm like, how do I do it? I, I don't yeah. know how to get from here to here. And it was because I was trying to accomplish three different things at yeah. once in yeah. this sort of like poet. And it was all just. Mm -hmm. You know, actually, I can do that yep. by saying just this one sentence yeah. and makes it much more cohesive. If it's hard for us to remember, we who've worked on it for a that's week, right. yeah. that's a good how principle. much harder is it going to be for them, for the audience to, to kind understand of and remember, understand the yeah. beauty of your structure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this has been very helpful. I can't wait to hear your preaching again, Paul. <laughs> I mean Tommy, that. I can't I, wait I mean that. for you to preach Sunday at okay. New City. So. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Great. Well, thanks for joining us. And we will be back with the full crew, I'm sure, next week. In the meantime, blessings and like and subscribe. All those kinds of things that you're supposed to say with podcasts. Just fill in the gap right here. And we will see you next week. idea was that we could talk my suspicion is that you preach without notes mm -hmm. or minimal notes mm -hmm. and i preach without notes or minimal notes and i thought we could talk about that because that's not oh, that's common. really interesting a podcast on preaching without notes yeah and i thought we could do the podcast without notes oh yeah yeah, yeah. sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i mean let's do that. <laughs> we might run out of stuff after five ten minutes but yeah that's, fine. <laughs> that's right that's right well we only have like 15 minutes anyway so. So why don't I do like the intro and we'll just see where it goes. Okay. Does that, that work? Good. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Let's do that. Okay. I'm going to lift this chair. There's gray sitting here. Just... All right. <clears throat> uh, welcome to the faculty podcast at our...